Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. When I was growing up, Lugo, I don't know, well, you're a Latino, and I'm not gonna, I shouldn't say that because I may sound racist. It's not just Latinos, but I know because I am one that respect was very, very important to our culture. I mean, we were taught to be respectful from day one. I taught my girls to be respectful, and I hope they're still being that way. But I, I don't know, and you, our generation, I, I guess I'm about 20 years before you, more or less, maybe a little bit more, than your generation, but are we losing respect? Lugo, who's teaching our youngsters to be respectful? You have a, a son. Did you teach him how to be respectful? I did not teach him how to be uh, respectful. I did not. He just saw how I treat uh, my wife, how I treat him, and he's emulating that. Yeah, and so that's, I think, I think that, that's, that's how we learn, really, because mm-hmm. you you watch your parents, and in fact, you know because you published it, my book that I wrote uh, about my dad, that I didn't, I never had, we never had a sit down where he told me and said, Bob, you got to do these, blah 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 blah. I just watched him, and I don't know. I think I came out pretty good. <laughs> well, some people will argue that, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, but that's how we grow. That's how we learn, by watching. But again, with uh, with your son, he's been watching you respect not only your wife, because I know you. I mean, I, I raised you to some degree. So we, we, I think, I hope both of us and many of our peers are respectful. And maybe we learned it by watching others be respectful. But I think that's critical to being an effective leader you know we're gonna because we're gonna say we don't have to i'm the leader i don't have to respect anybody they gotta follow me or i'll kill them mm. that, yeah, that's that, i think toxic though right we've, uh, we talked that, about that is not only toxic but it will put you in jail illegal <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> illegal yes yeah. well you know uh yes uh, this issue of respect across generations we every single generation sees respect in a different way uh, I think that, for example, when I looked at uh, and I was growing up, obviously we grew up Christian values, and so we followed these uh, Judeo-Christian uh, beliefs, and we professed those in our home too. And I adopted that, uh, and and because I learned some things first, I needed to listen, and sometimes, obviously. When we're young, we rebel, right? Because uh, we we feel that uh, we had something to say, and our parents were not listening to us. So we rebel, and and a lot of them were acting out of uh, out of you know. My dad just had some uh, you know very wise. Obviously, lived longer than I have, and has seen things, and and he understands the context in the environment where I was living in. Uh, it was not always easy and we didn't have a lot of things. And so, uh, so he would give me advice and so, and sometimes very forceful in how he approached that. But 
his heart was in to ensure that that I could be the best that he that you know out of love that I could be the best that I could be, and and so across generations he thought because basically how he he was raised that he was doing he had to be forceful and everything and so now now me when I look at how I raise my children right I and how I do things and how I lead right they the same thing with leadership. It, it is. It is. Doesn't matter if it's in the job. It isn't. Uh, it is personal. Is raising children is the same principle. It you are leading, and you are either the leader of your house, and if you're not the leader of your house, somebody else is, and you but it might as well be you, right? To be that. Uh, wait, wait, that wait, wait a minute. But but you're saying that because what you what you just said was your dad, and in our culture that we both grew up in. The, the 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 idea of respect was taught through love but can you do that at work can you love your your workers i mean there again so, you go back good you're gonna go to jail lugo oh uh, yeah this well that's not that kind of love oh okay, okay. different kind of love okay well <laughs> so that's lust when, uh, you know you would, and, and i'm not talking about uh motherly love but i i'm talking about principles and values right yeah. and one of them is you know, when you're talking about uh, loving your neighbor, right? Uh, ensuring, and so what does that mean? It means that 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 you understand what's at stake. That you understand that one of one of the things that needs to happen is that these people that you lead and whoever, and I, I was using the example when I was growing up. Uh, actually, I probably should go back to that, and I'll, I'll let's put that on hold for a second, uh, but. So when I when I'm thinking about love, since we got started talking about it, it's, it's ensuring that at the first is this deep sense of caring for their well-being and the well-being of the mission, because that's the whole reason uh, about our future together. And so, because I care about the, our future together, I will embed myself in different kinds of. Uh, uh, behaviors. One of them is going to ensure that they have what they need, and if uh, you know to accomplish the mission, that means that the intellectual property, the wisdom property, you know, they have that, and then the, on the top physical of that, tools, the physical tools, right? Right, physical tools, and then the other thing they they need is at times I need to correct behavior that is not in alignment where where we you know with the future that we want to have together. And so it's the same thing, you know, across generations that look different, right? Where my dad, like I now going back to that point with my dad, you know, he has one ways to do things. And then myself, I've understood what happened to me when he used, you know, very forceful approach to, you know, uh, type general pattern. You will do this. And because, you know, very time consuming, you know, very dictatorial uh, top down. And so now the, the world is so complex that we understand that leaders don't have all the and the same thing with families. We don't have all all the uh, the, the environment that, are, that, that we lived in and our kids live in is different. So we need to engage in more listening behavior. Right. So then we can co-create together, understand and then move families our our, our organizations uh, into that future because then we continuously have to negotiate our uh, 
how we move forward in regards to how we do it. Sometimes not regarding values, uh, because some of those things are embedded in in culture and so on. And some of those things need to be tweaked in particular ways. And I know that's a very deep topic that we'll probably discuss in another episode. But there got to be some kind of negotiation there. And the way we approach that has to uh, display the behavior that we care. We together care. And that, and, and that is respect, you know, in, in some way, because it, it, it talks to us about us wanting to, to do something together. And in the end, you are going to be better off, you know, and yeah. myself too. Yeah. And I think what's key in all of this discussion that we've had the last few episodes is that it's mutual, that the followers have to be respectful of the leader and the leader has to be respectful of the followers so that we can get to that future that we negotiate together. Uh, I'm not sure that it always happens. And uh, one of the things that I see way too often, and I try not to uh, fall into that trap, uh, but sometimes I'm, I'm seen as the bad guy because of that. You can't let things go. You know, every no one wants to, and I'm, I'm generalizing, but few, quote, leaders want to stand up to the person and say, that's wrong. You're messing up. this, and, and the way to do it, I think, is to tell someone, you're messing up, but here's how we fix it. Here's how you become better. And, and there's some skill to that. There's some training for that. But at the same time, you can't just let things go you know, it, 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 the more you let things go, the more it becomes part of the culture. If well, it's bad stuff, if it's bad stuff, now if it's good yes. stuff, yeah, that's what we want. But bad stuff, you know, when you disrespect, we have this happening right now, Lugo, in mm. our uh, our uh, uh, culture of the, the of America. Right. We let disrespect go so often, so long that it be, eventually it becomes the norm. And now, now when uh, I, as a leader, try to correct someone. Uh, then I'll go to jail because all I'm trying to do is tell you you're being disrespectful to that person and you should be respectful. It's a human thing to do. I think we have twisted this idea of respect, right? We we think that uh, respect means you listen to me, I stay quiet, and then uh, I do or don't, or, or well, I will do, right? It's, it's uh, obedience, and that's not what we mean by respect. Uh, the world is too complex right now. Uh, it's it's both complicated and complex for us to be having a, a notion of respect that means obedience. That's that's not what. But not well, is. but but not blind obedience, but obedience in the sense that you'll do what what's right. Here's an example. Uh, I'm, this is. But that's about, not obedience to the leader. Well, it, it's obedience to the the purpose, to something bigger, to the the vision, you know, the the foresight that we have agreed to, right? To get there, this is what we got to do, uh, and and I got to be humble enough. I think we talked about that a few episodes ago. That I have to be humble enough to accept that. And I'm sure this has happened to you, but I'm sitting uh, just before I retire uh, uh, from active duty. I'm sitting at my desk. And my boss, a full bird colonel, walks past uh, my office, my door, and she looks in and she says, Chief, we got to go now. And I'm working on my retirement papers. Lugo, this is critical, man, because I'm about out and I got to mm -hmm. get this done, you know. And I look at her like, uh, should I argue? But, ma'am, I have this to do. This is really important. Or do I just go obediently with her because 
we've negotiated what we've done really is exactly what we're talking about we've negotiated this future when she I knew then that when she did that I had to follow her I had to be obedient because something was up and she was a support group commander in fact that this particular time we had to get to a fire there was a fire on uh, one of one of our housing areas and we had to get there because she had to be the commander on site to save the people to save the the building all of that stuff and she was in charge of that so I, I didn't even question it we had already had this discussion and I I don't say intuitively, but because of experience of 30 years of, of being a, a follower and a leader, I knew now I need to obey what she says. We don't have time to negotiate. I need to do, we already did the negotiation. I have to do what she says. And, and it all worked out. Thank goodness no, nobody got hurt. Uh, we lost the building, but that, you know, we, could, we replaced it. So, uh, but, but that's the kind of obedience I think, that, that's what I'm talking about. Not blind obedience that we do, that I do what you say just because you said it. I do what you said because we've agreed this is how we get to that uh, new uh, future that and like you you keep saying it it's dynamic that future is going to change all the time but nonetheless we have an agreement that that's where we're going does that make any sense well uh a few things uh obedience i don't know if if i would call that obedience right because uh there's uh obedience so because you're willing you know, there's a willingness from you to do something, you know, and it seemed like you are making a choice to say, you know what, uh, and you have a particular trust with this person to do that, rather than being uh, forced to make that decision, right? And then you're doing it, and I, I think in that in that case, uh, and then in the other piece, in that case, maybe may not i don't know if i would i would say that is obedience but then then the other piece of that is in regards to doing something to negotiate the future and the future changes we do not want the future to change the future that we want right we continuously shape it we do understand that there are forces out there that uh will change the future that can they will be acting on the future and we also understand that there are people uh, there are centers of gravity that are so strong that can make in that space right in that horizon that will make the futures move in particular directions but when you and i as uh you know have this particular relationship I am expecting that you are moving in a particular direction that is aligned with the future that you we both agreed. And in because of that, then I will I will just enlist in the effort to make that future, you know, because we're const constantly co-creating that particular future as other futures are emerging. We are trying to bend the future to move towards our preferred future. And so the the issue of obedience is uh, on that in that scenario it, it's more of a partnership rather than well you say I got to do this then I'm I'm going to do it. You know in this case that was not the case. You gave yourself to her. And what I mean is you put yourself although you had to do something important you put yourself in her hands. And you said, lead me, right? There's a, a type of surrendering 
that happens there. And because you trust her judgment and you understand this is a leader that, and sometimes you don't have to, right? Then, then there are times that then it becomes obedience. Like you don't trust, you don't align with this leader, but this person is in charge and you got to support the efforts because of that greater good, but you may not agree with what this person is saying. Then it begins to tilt towards obedience because now there are there is an, a, an inner civil war in you right that is constantly there's a battle trying to say go with it no don't go i don't agree with this no i don't but the person is saying do and and at that point then the the easiest path right when you weigh all your options is to move towards what the person is saying as an act of obedience well we're going to disagree but that's okay. That's I'm good. A, I'm a lot that's older than you, to be, so, so shut up and do what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the the what kills people, right? Kills uh, organizations. It's exactly that uh, that that they say, okay, well, do what I say, and and that's it. Right. And and but, I think, but and you know what I'm really describing, though, Lugo, mm -hmm. is uh, and we're Ken Blanchard fans, uh, situational leadership. You know, in a, in a situation, what was that, 4S1 or that first block where you, you don't know what the heck, you just got here, you have no idea. Oh, let's use this as an example. You just got to my my off, my shop, I just hired you, and we have a fire all of a sudden. No kidding, it's not a fire drill, it's a fire. Well, you would be smart to follow, to obey what I tell you. And, you know, the hard thing would be, Put your phone down. Let's go. Or that's on your desk. Let's go. But I gotta get my. No, you don't. Let's go. But I got. No, you don't. Let's go because I'm trying to save your life. You know that's obedience. Yes. And uh, again, S1. I think that's what it is. Uh, down in that block, you need to listen to what I'm saying and follow what I'm saying because otherwise you're gonna die or we're both gonna die. You know, and that's extreme. I know, but still, that I. That's what I. The a point that I'm trying to make. There are situations where. I have to listen to you. I have to obey you no matter what because I don't know any better. And then it goes back to trust. Uh, the last episode that we talked about this, I have to trust that whatever you're telling me is not just for my benefit, but it's for the organization, the future, and all of that kind of stuff. Well, you see, but you see the scenario that you're you're talking about, but you see what is going on, right? Uh, for example, what is what it's, it's an issue of negotiation. You are negotiating that because what is happening is you're assuming that you know better than me as the follower. And so the 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 fact is or the the thought is that because you know better, I need to go with you. But then on, between those two, the follower and the leader, we both got to negotiate. I negotiate trust at that point, right? There's an emergency. Uh, it doesn't quite mean that because you've been there longer, you are the leader, you know better. But that I need to make a decision. And the decision is to go with this. And then I, I think about what are the consequences of not doing this? And then I say, okay, I'll do it or not, right? And so so that's the piece that is, that is deeper. But... In essence, you, we as followers should at least consider, if not 
follow. And I'm going to continue to argue about this obedience thing. But experience is critical in many, many areas, even in foresight. To be able to, and you said that before, to be able to foresee the future, experience has something to do with it. Because otherwise, I'm just making stuff up. And that may be, you know, I think that making stuff up is important, a part of it. But it's not going to be the. It's not going to be effective in the long run without the experience. And you know that experience is critical. You know we we ought to talk mm-hmm. about this more, man. Uh, you you we, will you will talk about this more. Let me write that down so we can follow it through. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great.